Hello and welcome to the Moyscape Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell, and we are back, uh, second day in a row, recording for the Thursday, May 6th, uh, six-game slate. DJ, uh, how are you doing? I mean, we just spoke yesterday, but how are things going tonight? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the things that we talked about are doing pretty well. I mean, obviously, we didn't have all of the Washington news when we recorded, but, you know, if you're in the Discord, you probably saw me saying I was 100% in on Oshi. That's working well. Um, Brandstrom, which we talked up a whole heck of a lot, really well. I think I mentioned that there was a chance we're going to get minimum Saturday Forsberg. I played him, so that game's not quite over yet, but uh, yeah, things are things are going well for, I, like, I think, a lot of people in the Discord, you know, us as well. We had another new member jump in. I told him, I'm like, hey, man, we're crushing right now. Like, I think that was a part of my tweet for the podcast, so um, things are going well, and I'm having fun tonight. So let's see how it finishes. I don't want to talk too much on that, but yeah, we got six games tonight. You know, we're recording two shows, so a lot to get to. Um, how are you doing though? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, Brandstrom and Anton Forsberg, you know, nice little value pieces. We'll see how the late hammer in Colorado treats us. My night pretty much comes down to Evander Kane and Jacob Chikrin. Um, you know, so other high price studs, of course, I have two Colorado guys, but not the full stack. So could be interesting. We'll see, though. Um, I'm hoping for, you know, new games from both of those guys. Um, we only do have one team on a back-to-back here on Thursday. That is the Rangers against... Oh, we have two. Montreal. Montreal. Oh, yeah. Montreal's sitting there. Okay. Um, yep. So the Rangers against Boston and then Montreal uh, taking, a, taking a beating versus the um, Ottawa Senators. So, you know, that, that certainly is not... <laughs> a uh, great sign for them either but if it door creaks open for um calgary to just no i'm just kidding but i don't even know what that means like the door, door creaks back open because like montreal oh the door creaks the I door thought creaks i open. thought you were saying like, like shit's creaking. they're down by like, 10 what? points <laughs> but they're down by 10 points but like you know just yeah montreal can't take care of ottawa to like pretty much cement the playoff spot just you're the like yeah, I mean, yeah, that that's stretching it. But of course, you know, um, it, it's relevant because Montreal should be needing to win and they are not doing very well. So yeah. um, definitely, you know, definitely some intrigue, some intrigue there. Otherwise, on the slate, again, we have the Rangers at Boston. We have the Devils at the Islanders. We have the Sabres at Penguins. We have Chicago at Carolina. And Montreal at Toronto, those games all puck drop at seven. And then yet another night with a little late hammer of Vancouver at Edmonton, this one coming across at 9 p.m. on Thursday. So, uh, DJ, any spots, you know, right off the bat that you want to target or any sort of thoughts on your overall approach to this slate? I mean, I, I think my overall approach is going to be uh, Matthews and then getting pieces other than that. I think he'll be in, I'm, again, I'm definitely riding hot with one lineup. I'm doing it again here. Matthews is going to be the first player I plug in. I might try to look if I can get Matthews and McDavid in a lineup. Um, I mean, there's going to be some value pieces that we're going to get to that I think could, could get you there in theory. Uh, obviously, you're not going to get Marner or Dreisaitl, though. Uh, so you you might I might end up picking one or the other. I'm not positive yet, but um, those two guys are clearly just unbelievably elite plays. A lot of the other upper price guys I'm not overly keen on. I could talk myself into a Pittsburgh one stack, and I know we'll get to that. We'll get to Crosby against the Sabres, who at this point might be starting Hauser on a third straight game. Um, it doesn't look like Olmark has any chance of coming back. I'm pretty sure he's done for the year. Lukin is done for the year. 
So Tokarski's the only guy that might be back. Um, but other than that, I, yeah, I think that's kind of where it starts and ends with me. And then maybe if I get crazy and get on um, Carolina, yeah. but that's yeah. kind of the DraftKings got a pretty aggressive. They they priced Hauser all the way up to seven k. So yeah, they're getting know. crazy on me. But <laughs> what do you gotta do? Um, but we'll get, we'll get to. I think like I really do think you could make a lineup and feel okay with it with Matthews and McDavid in. I, yeah, I think yeah. that is possible. Yes, absolutely. Um, a lot of people will start that way. So, you know, it uh, could be worth considering some alternatives. But of course, you know, um, we can cross that bridge when we get there. So uh, I think for me, the real interesting spot is what people do with Carolina. I mean, of course, we know McDavid, Matthews, like blah, blah, blah. Um, Carolina is slowly getting more and more expensive, um, especially their top line is just like really incrementally increasing. So I, I kind of feel like people will have to sort of choose what they do. Um, so if there's any sense that Carolina is starting to steal some ownership, I, I think that makes me all the more cemented in on uh, Matthews McDavid. Just, you know, we'll talk about it. But I do think that's sort of the one uh, wrench that throw to throw into things because Carolina has just been stellar against the Hawks um, all season. And of course, last few games. We know those games tend to go over. So like just a, a lot of goals, I think there. Um, so just sort of my one thing I'll be paying attention to as we draw in on lock on Thursday. So starting off at the top of the center position, we don't really need to say much about Matthews or McDavid. Um, you know, I, I, do you have a preference if you were to pick just one, like, are you leaning a certain way at this point, be it for, you know, the stacking purposes or just overall play, like anything sort of stand out to you there, or is this truly just a coin flip? Um, doesn't really matter to you. I would, I would say it's, you know, I, I'm going to take a stance just because that's what we do here, but, um, I say it, it's very much closer to a coin flip than it is to anything else. And, um, I'm going to lean Matthews. I think that Toronto in, in general, just it might just be because of the stacking options with a guy like Sandine who played on the first power play just makes a little bit more sense to me to try to build around that and then still get some of these upper price guys that I like. Um, so that first power play was Nylander, Matthews, Tavares, Marner, and Sandine, um, which would lead me to believe that, you know, if you do the Matthews, Marner, Sandine, Sandine's enough of a savings at 3K. And I think there's at least at least enough of a floor on the guy that I feel okay with playing it. I mean, he's seen 21 minutes in the past. Obviously, they're putting him on the first power play. They're, they're currently trying to see towards the end of the year what they gotten. Um, his shot on goal numbers, he's never gone above one. He has a three-shot uh, block, a three-block game in there. So, I mean, it's, again, it's something I'm crazy in on, but I could definitely see it with the first power play. That is just too good to, you know, not consider in a stack. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like for me, I'm almost leaning McDavid because it does feel like Dreisaitl is one of the best values on the entire slate. Um, 7,700 for him playing alongside McDavid just seems a little bit egregious. Um, you know, I like he's just such a, a shot taker when he's in that position. Um, and, you know, I just don't really see why you would prioritize spending, you know, 1,300 for Matthews when Dreisaitl is like the perfect correlation piece. Um, that's sort of where I'm thinking, like I can almost fit those three guys and not feel too bad about it. And more value should open up as we, you know, get closer to lock because of all the, uh, late season shenanigans and injuries and just trying to get new players in that we tend to see, especially as these playoffs positions become, you know, cemented. So 
I'm sort of leaning toward McDavid myself, but you know, I think like we alluded to, it, it's their great play. So getting cheaper than them, it the DraftKings did do us a favor by not putting, you know, Sidney Crosby at 8.6 or whatever, like, you know, like maybe should be against the Sabres. Uh, he's, he's been 8.2 recently on this slate though. He's 7,500 Bergeron 7,400. Aho 7,200 and Zabinijad 7,100. All of those guys, I think, do have very strong arguments in their favor for, especially you MME people. Um, any of those four guys, sort of like, you know, uh, if you're making a second lineup or a third lineup where you're trying to be intentionally different, uh, any of those guys sort of stand out above the others for you? I mean, I think the one that's going to be the lowest owned in this category is actually, I don't I, I'm kind of between two. I could talk myself into Zabinijad for sure. And I know this night against the Capitals, it's looking like it's going to be a little bit of a disappointment, bit of a letdown here. Um, I don't think he's quite going to get to the shot bonus. He had 14 shots on goal in the previous two games. Uh, let's see, they have a few minutes left here, so we'll see what he ends up finishing with. But I do think that Boston is good enough to shut down the Rangers, but he's going to see over 20 minutes of ice time. And he's an elite player. Um, I'm interested to see what if they mix up the lines a little bit. I think that that's the one guy that has like the highest, you know, I mean, we obviously have seen it was a yet. The ceiling on him is 50 points. And <laughs> if he gets two pucks to go in the net and seven shots, eight shots on goal and gets an assist there. I mean, it, it, it's there. I, I definitely could see why you do that with the usage he's going to see. Um, so that's probably the one guy, I think a little bit cheaper um, Tavares too, is, is right there. And um, you, you know, I, I think that, uh, I could talk myself into really stacking up on Toronto, but I'm not positive I'm going to go completely that route yet. So th- those are kind of the two I- I'd lean on over the rest. Yeah, you um, so you said Sandin replaced Riley. That was the only change made, right? So that top power play. Um, yeah, I said the whole thing. Yeah, it was just Sandin. Okay. And then they yeah. ran lines. I'm trying to find those right now. I think I retweeted it later. Because um, Felina was out. Yeah, so it was Thornton, Matthews, Marner, Galchenyuk, Tavares, Nylander. All right. Um, yeah. So th- that's you know um, Tavares does stand you know stand out in that regard just because he will be on that top power play. He will correlate with Matthews, of course, on the power play. Um, so that's an interesting name. I think the one guy I might be in on is Evgeny Malkin at sixty one hundred. Um, you know he's come back. He's had three assists in the two games uh, against Philly. Had six shots on goal over those two games. So this Buffalo team has given up shots aplenty. It's not like that's the issue. They, they are playing, you know, reasonably solid defense, but, you know, it's nothing crazy. It's mostly just been really good goaltending um, that's gotten them these couple wins over the Islanders. So I think Malkin gets his, and 6100 just seems like a real fair price for him. Um, <laughs> I, I, I bought into the Sam Reinhardt, and, of course, you know, being me, definitely uh, missed the boat there because he put up uh, – two goals or two shots when Bjorkstrand or Jesus Bjorkstrand also had two goals on, but uh, Bjork had two goals on Tuesday. Yeah. Tuesday. Um, so, you know, it was frustrating to not get any points from him. If you look at some of the expected point fan uh, fantasy point output numbers on Reinhardt, he's actually been one of the best players in the league. He's like top five over the last 10 games. Like he's playing ridiculously well. So 5,900, maybe I, talk myself into it but probably not till i get to like lineup six or seven i don't think i'm going that deep uh to you know tonight so 
any sort of value centers? I know we talk about some of these guys a lot, but any, you know, any names you want to mention as we get down the list? I mean, it is, it does drop off the map pretty quickly as it, I feel like it has on any smaller slate. Uh, I mean, I think one guy, Ryan Strom, did you get to him at all? And you want to go even cheaper than that? Like, no, I, I didn't mention him because I mean, he's, he's lost Panera. Like I just, I don't yeah. really, I don't really care about Ryan Strom. I'm just interested to see what they do with the Lions because it did look like he was out there some with Zubin Najad, but we'll see what they end up actually doing. Um, so what are we talking, like 4K and below? We're talking 5 Like below. literally anybody else there? at center because we know what we're doing at center. We're playing like David and Matthew Sanders. Yeah, that's, that's kind of my problem. I don't, there's no one I'm super strong on. I, the one guy that I think is a bit mispriced is JT Miller because I still think this matchup against Edmonton is fine. Um, him and like Hoglander and, you know, as a two-man, you could definitely talk me into Brock Besser too. I mean, that's going to be pretty contrarian against Edmonton and they don't really have much to play for. I'm, I'm not thinking that's a huge factor in these games, um, but it's, you know, it's there. Like Edmonton's a firm too in that uh, Canadian division. Um, I could talk myself into it. Other than that, I'm not really dumpster diving. I think a, a guy like Deneau is at least somewhat intriguing because of the minutes he's going to get um, against Toronto but I'm not sure without the power play usage, I'm going to go there. Chicago didn't put Dylan Strom with Kane and he didn't play a ton of minutes. I was kind of disappointed there, but if they could change that up, one of these Chicago centers and like Pius Suter, who's down below 4K, I, I just want to see exactly what they do here. But I think I could, you know, there's, there's a little bit here. I'm not probably going to end up playing it though. So I don't want to go crazy in depth. We can just get to wing. Okay. Um. Just, I mean, a uh, couple. Uh, JT Miller, forty nine hundred. Like, yeah, it's I, yeah. it's so it's so enticing. Um. Be- because you know you have Hoglander, you have Bester. They're all good values too. So I don't know. I I'll consider that. But um. Yeah. Th- there's not a whole ton at center. I think that's that exciting. As we uh, look at some cheap options. So, getting over to the top of wing, we have Marner, Pasternak. Settle, Marchand, Patrick Kane, and DeBrinket. Well, I mean, I don't know, but there, there's no real clear tier. Um, but I think for me, Settle is just by far the best play here. Um, so long as they're not resting McDavid, which, you know, they almost certainly won't be. Uh, as he chases 100 points, once he hits that, you know, they're locked into their position. So definitely do keep right. an eye out for, you know, him to miss a game. Um as long as he's playing with McDavid, he's just a, a trigger man. He's 7,700. He's a clear candidate to hit five shots. Sur- actually surprising he hasn't done it in the last 10 games because you look at his uh, shot attempt numbers and they're really, really uh, strong. So I think he's definitely a five shot and goal candidate, obviously a three point candidate. Um, and I just like him more than Mitch Marner and Pasternak doesn't play nearly as many minutes. So that's sort of the the decision there for me. Um, but any any secondary thoughts uh, from you here? Um, I, I think Drysdale is is the clear play, and you know, I, you know, one thing actually I kind of almost forgot about. I want to at least mention it is I kind of talked about Sandine being like a really good value play with you know the Matthews and the Marners, but Evan Bouchard did play again, and we were super duper high on him. He hadn't played in oh, like exactly two months, I believe it was. He played on March first to May fourth. Comes out, scores two shots, two blocks, twenty minutes. So, you know, he might not be uh, a correlated power play piece, but he's a huge shot producer. So I think, you know, as I mentioned with, you know, both of these stacks kind of have that cheap defensive guy to make it work. And I think that McDavid and Dreisaitl are 
clearly the nuts on every slate. You could talk me into it every single time. There's really no winger that I'm even that much considering other than potentially Marner um, and definitely Dreisaitl at the top. I okay. won't be playing Pasta, Marchand, or any of these guys. Uh, Patrick Kane looked almost lost in that Carolina game. I watched some of it. Um, no, the first one. The second one, he had the two assists. The first one, he looked just completely useless out there. Um, not saying he's a bad play. Like, you could talk me into it on most nights, but this isn't it against Carolina. Uh, and then I'm just getting cheaper with Pittsburgh, potentially. I, I'm Like, I, I could really land with a Pittsburgh one stack, <clears throat> but that's that's kind of the top of wing for me. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, sort of, there, there are some salary relief options, you know, the, the top line in Pittsburgh, Andrei Sachnikov, like, um, we saw Sveshnikov's absolute ceiling, uh, putting up 31 against this same Chicago team. He has five goals, three assists in seven games this year for a whopping 13 and a half DraftKings points per game against these guys. So, you know, Carolina should probably beat up on Chicago yet again. And Sveshnikov might be slightly underpriced, but I don't think that relative to the McDavid, Dreisaitl sort of jam them in type plays, I don't think Svechnikov quite reaches that level. So for me, I think he's a hard um, fade. Like, I just don't see myself chasing those points. I'd rather sort of uh, hope that other people do chase those points. And I'll probably, you know, avoid this area altogether. But the couple names that I do like here are Willie Nylander and Brock Besser. Um, You know, I mentioned Besser already. Nylander's been playing really, really solid, consistent hockey lately. So, you know, I'll, I'll pick on Montreal here and maybe get some uh, full onslaughts of Toronto and just hope that they sort of lay down and play dead like they did against Ottawa on Wednesday night. So any 5K to 6K type plays that you have, uh, you know, queued up for us? I mean, I already mentioned um, Horvath. I'm not Horvath. Oh, my God. Uh, Besser. That I, I am considering that line uh, pretty heavily. It's super duper cheap with Hoglander and JT Miller. So, so that, that'll be in my in the realm of possibility. I do think that Montreal could be in a minor bounce back spot. Um, so I'm going to be looking at if I want to target anything there. Like, I think a lot of it would run through to Foley and um, Petrie. I get, um, yeah, what's his name? Didn't play. Weber didn't play. Maybe he's back. Um, just because Toronto does give up a lot against that I think that there's some narrative there to talk me into it. Uh, 6,100 for Defoli isn't the worst play in the world, but then it's, you know, are you going to take the play RV full stack with um, Edmonton and then Tara Vinen? Like I mentioned, guaranteed goal, big fan of him goes out there, gets me three points. Didn't end up playing him. Just couldn't quite afford it. Definitely would have been enough to get me a little bit uh, higher, even though Demko crushed my night. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, I, I, hey, you did this to yourself, man. Um, I did. I did. Okay. Yeah. I, honestly, there's really only a couple guys I'm even considering at the wing position cheap. Um, it seems pretty straightforward that, you know, Anthony Bovillier just did not move. Like, okay, just, just jam him in. Like, don't worry about it. Like, you know, uh, it doesn't matter where he slots in. He's sort of back to his 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 mojo he had in the bubble he had last year so 3800 is probably 1500 too cheap for him so just jam that in uh neil you know make sure hoglander's still on the, the top line or whatever um but playing 20 minutes top power play jam him in 3600 great rate guy um and, you know after those two if you still need plays then i think you start to consider guys in the realm of 
you know, Anders Bjork, who obviously had that strong game, played 20 minutes alongside Reinhardt. Um, and then these Rangers guys, like if you want to go Lafreniere, you want to go Blackwell, who saw some power play one time, um, feel free. And then one more name I'll toss in there is Adam Gaudet. He actually played on the top power play. So, you know, I like him if you want to, especially if you want to stack him with Patrick Kane, like that's, um, you know, no promise it sticks, but I got it's a real good uh, rates guy. So playing 18 minutes, he should have had a better night on Tuesday than he did, but you know, that that's just my luck. So um, I'll probably be off him here and he will just end the slate because that's what happens. Uh, But DJ, any other thoughts at the wing position? I'm definitely going to consider these Islanders cheap guys um, in some capacity. I, I obviously we got to see what they end up doing. You know, last second they end up benching Barzil, um, which I don't know if it benefited me or not because I had him in over Nelson. And then like last minute I had to make that change um, <laughs> and Nelson didn't do great, but wh- whatever. I'm not going to relive the past too much, but uh, uh, Bo uh, was a beast. Anthony Bovillier, just seven shots. Um, and, uh, two goals, was it there? No, yep. just one goal, just the one goal. Um, just an absolute beast against the Sabres and oh, only yeah, plays the, yeah. okay. the Devils. I mean, just fine. Like I'll still play at the same price pretty much. I think it is the exact same price. It's definitely talk me into that there. Um, and then the other value you're going to find is probably the Sabres. And I already mentioned Hoglander. So <clears throat> the Sabres, obviously, if you get away from the Reinhardt line, um, Tage Thompson still looks pretty decent. Uh, Dylan Cousins at 3k on the wing. I think you could talk me into that. It's uh, a little bit tougher to play him at center, which normally it wouldn't be, but with Matthews and, and McDavid kind of being staples right now in my lineup, it's going to be hard to find that. Um, but this, you know, I, I do think that the Sabres offer enough value against Pittsburgh who give up, I think a touchdown two games ago, or maybe six goals. It was to the flyers. Like there's definitely something to the, the Penguins defense being bad, which we've kind of been saying all year. So uh, I think those are the two value spots to target as well as Vancouver. Yeah. Um, okay. So I second most of those going over to the defense position. Um, you know, this is where I think you're probably saving. I don't think you're spending for Dougie um, as tough as that is to say, I think seven K is just too much for me. You know, we have seven games of him against Chicago and yes, he's put up 13 and a half, um, you know, so feel free to play him of course, but I'm not sacrificing these forwards for Dougie. I think there's a lot of, good value and i even think that a guy like tyson berry or adam fox if you want to get real crazy i think both those guys offer per dollar value uh that's just as good as dougie and you know they let you you know fit in slightly more expensive players but just those are two guys right there who i just don't really think that dougie should be a full thousand more expensive than um given barry's power play role and given adam fox's general excellence this year um, so I get the matchup and all that. So I'm not playing him, but I do think that if you, you know, were playing the Rangers, that box is just fine for that price. Um, I obviously Morgan Riley's dead at 4,700 if he's not on that top power play. So, you know, people might just go to him not knowing. Um, I'm staying away. Like, of course, things could change and go back to Morgan Riley there. Um, but you know, I'm not banking on that in this game. So DJ, any thoughts at the top of defense? I mean, I, I do think that if it's, uh, it's, if you end up talking yourself into a game stack with Edmonton Vancouver, which again, I kind of mentioned Vancouver is a lot of value. Edmonton obviously could be the best first stack of the night. 
Darnell Nurse could make a ton of sense for the double bonus guy. He gets a couple of points as well. Like he could absolutely smash. Um, I could see a, a scenario and he's double bonus enough times on the year that again, like that's the one guy here that I think has a little bit more um, potential to win a GPP. If you're kind of a one lineup person or you're just playing GPPs, I like him a good bit. Like I said, you're not taking Matthews. Like I was taking Matthews and, and, and you're not taking, you know, him without McDavid and stuff to get all of that potential huge upside. Um, other than that, there's really no one at the top. I'm super high on. Um, yeah, probably, probably just going to get cheaper. And I already mentioned probably my two favorite plays at the very bottom. So we'll get there. Um, is there anyone in the mid tier that you like, I guess, lower mid tier. I mean, Pulock, yeah. Pulock smashed for me. So I just want to shout out my boy, uh, Brian Pulock, I know you're listening and I just want to let you know, huge fan of your work. Um, but Ryan Pulock goes out there and doesn't see power play one time. He will. Yeah, he that's, power that's their power play so, one time. Yeah, that's their. I mean, again, there's two units, so it doesn't really matter. But I yeah. think Beauvillier Pulock is definitely their uh, preferred option. Yeah. So I don't know. doesn't but, but yeah, really so, matter. So yeah, I, I and you know that's a really good little two man cheap stack. That's exactly what yeah. I had, and then I was gonna play Barzil, and yeah. I ended up just not being able to. So I put Nelson in, and I don't know what I—I I, I can't remember the exact upgrade at scenario I did there, but um, probably got off Hauser and went to freaking Demko like an idiot. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, that's kind of the. Yeah, um, like Polak was going to be the only guy I've really mentioned here. Uh, New Jersey has some interesting injuries, you know, Subban. Um, I believe Subban returned. No, he he hasn't returned yet. So um, he's he remains out. Ty Smith, I believe, was actually maybe he came back. Nope he he missed Tuesday. Probably won't play again Thursday. So if you are in on some of New Jersey, you do get some real good values. Um, probably the obvious one is Damon Severson playing 25 minutes. You know he's not quite been the blocks plus shots guy he's been in the past but a reasonably solid like two and a half per game this season so when you bump up his minutes slightly of course you can you know have one of those ceiling type games um but the other values that i think are worth considering are one you already mentioned him but if evan bouchard suits up again he's down at 3200 now um, he was 3,600 last late, so I just kind of stayed away. Uh, I wasn't really interested in seeing it, but he played 20 minutes, so why not? Like, they probably take care of business easily yet again, so it's, I don't really expect Bouchard to be, like, benched or anything for uh, long stretches. Like, I think they're playing him firmly to get him some time on ice um, in case he's needed in the playoffs. So uh, definitely I'm expecting him to get a normal shift, and he's at a real nice price for his shot rate. Um and then after those two sort of obvious values in Pollock and Bouchard, I think there are a couple names you could just toss out there. Um, somehow Romanov, like after completely screwing me, <laughs> um, you know, came back and I think he had four blocks in the first period or something like that. Uh, he's yep. back down at 2,600 now. Like he got priced up to 3,300 for a day and now he's back. Um, so he's certainly in play as well for me if you're trying to jam in the studs. Any other punts you wanted to just give a nice little mention to? Um, God, I feel like not really. Honestly, might be the end. I mean, Noah Dobson, like we mentioned, if you want to play Noah Dobson roulette, which I know it, we talked about that in Discord actually, is like, is this the Noah Dobson night? Like, it's funny because he'll have that random like four shot 
three block two point night and yeah if you want to play that game like that's the game that you're going to be playing with him um you mentioned new jersey who is down to i, I you would have told me at the beginning of the year like name all the new jersey defensemen that are starting at the end i may have gotten to like maybe maybe wouldn't even remember ryan murray like i would have said well butcher maybe and then the rest i would have been like uh kevin ball like no way so, i don't even know if i can name two of them right now <laughs> well i just named two but you name one more that's fair um yeah, you're not even gonna try. Okay, is Dmitry um, Kulikov still there? <laughs> no, he is on Edmonton. He starts. I know. I know. Uh, the only, I, I, you know, I, I guess if you're playing Buffalo, it, it's probably obvious. Like you should probably play Ristolainen or Darlene, but um, Yokoharu does like has been doing stuff at like minimum salary. But I just can't imagine taking him over Romanoff unless if you're stacking Buffalo. Um, yeah. Yep. So we can probably yep. just move on. The other piece that I, we missed, and I just want to get to it just in case we forget. Buffalo, and maybe you mentioned it. I, I did not hear it. Uh, their first time was Reinhardt, Anders Bjork, and Olafsson. And Anders Bjork yeah. had two goals, three shots, 20 minutes. Didn't end up touching the power play, which uh, kind of hurts. He is a penalty kill guy. He has some, you know, a couple block shots, you know, here or there. Not thinking he's going to smash, but in a pretty up-tempo game, like there's there's a, a guy here that if you're, you know, struggling for that last roster spot, um, you know, just above the minimum at 2,700. Just wanted to make sure we mentioned that note. Yeah, then, I, yeah. I, it's fine. I did. Um, so let's just do a couple, you know, top stacks, guarantee goals, get it out of here. Nice, clean, tidy little six game slate. Uh, I will lead things off. I want the Edmonton side more than the Toronto side. So give me um, dry sidle with McDavid and I'll put Tyson Berry on there. Um, I, Kind, I mean, I left off Pugliarvi on Tuesday. He put up three DraftKings points. So, you know, of course you can play Pugliarvi, but I do think a lot of people sort of will just do that. Um, and Edmonton's just real finicky where Pugliarvi doesn't, or the third guy there just doesn't have to do anything because of how much of their success is on the power play, which Pugliarvi's not a part of. Um, and just how freaking insane the you know mcdavid dry settle mind meld is where the <laughs> the third guy might as well be a fan out of the stands and they're just sort of hoping they get past two but it's not an expectation at all um so 5500 from play is a bit much so i'll just go with the edmonton power play stack for me um but what is your top stack of the night so i think i'm gonna i don't know i i'm between two i'm just gonna say one of them it's on the other side the JT Miller, Hoglander, um, Brock Besser stack. And it, I want to get Brock Besser in there. I'm not sure if I'm going to end up finding the spot for him just because I really, like I said, want Matthews and McDavid. So if I don't end up getting it, um, and this it ends up being a two-man, that, that, that's fine. I don't think you need to be trying to forcing in one of the defensemen with it. Quinn Hughes is obviously a nice piece. I, you know, I think he's a great player. The upside's there, but the shot volume hasn't been extremely high on the year. He was uh, so the top power play unit was not with Hoglander for the entire time. Um, it was Horvat and Pearson, which yeah. kind of hurts Hoglander's upside. Obviously, it would. Um, so I don't know. It, it's tough. I, I kind of forgot that Hoglander got taken off that first unit. Maybe they put him back. Who knows? They didn't score anything. They lost four to one. So I'm willing to play that kind of roulette. And then on the uh, the other, I'm just going to take my second one because I'll let you have whatever you want after this. Yeah. I'm going back to Barzal if he plays. Um, Barzal. Is it Barzal or Barzal? Barzal. We, we, right? we say this all the time. I, I don't actually I feel know, like I hear it. Uh, I feel like I always hear it said differently. And like Matthew Barzal. Sure. Let's just let's just go. Barzal. Barzal. Okay. No. 
I, I think he ends up bouncing back in. Obviously, we don't know his line mates, but if it's him and Bo and Pulak, that is pretty cool um, against the Devils. Real cheap. A lot of upside. You know, I, I did feel really bad for Matthew Barzell because he was getting a pretty good Ironman streak, and they they sit him, you know? Kind of unfortunate. I, I kind of felt like that was a little bit, you know, guys. I think he was, like, fourth in the NHL in, like, Ironman streak. I don't know. Bounce back tonight for him at 5,300 against the Devils. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I like that stack as well. Um, all right. For my second one, I'm going to go a little off the board because, of course, McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to be owned. Um, but I'm going to go a Chicago power play stack. And I know Patty Kane's expensive. I don't even want to play Patty Kane. Like, I mean, yes, he's cheaper than usual, but I'm just going to take Adam Gaudet and Duncan Keith as a mini power play stack. I will lop on Koopa Leak if I'm really feeling um, spicy. And of course, you know, Kane and DeBrinket are the guys the power play runs through. So it's not that, you know, uh, uh, sharp, <laughs> I will say, to just sort of like go all in on that thought. Um, but God, that his rates are just phenomenal. He played 18 minutes last game. And then, I mean, what more is there to say about Duncan Keith? He's 3,900. All he does is put up shots and blocks. Like he's, um, like he's historically been one of the best at it. Carolina, of course, one of the best teams to target blocks against. So I'm going to just, you know, go with Duncan Keith hitting the blocks bonus. He picked up a couple power play points um, and Adam Gaudet gets there as well. You don't even need Chicago to really compete the way you would need them to compete for Patrick Kane to get there, for instance. So um, give me like these cheap Chicago guys. Stay tuned to the news, of course, but um, I like those two for a good source of correlated salary relief. Yeah, definitely. All right, Guaranteed so goals. goals. Let's get on out of here. It's kind of, I hate the short slates because you really tie yourself up with all these top <laughs> stacks and yep. uh, it, it hurts you in the long run. So really quickly, your my stacks were Islanders one and um, yours was Edmonton one. And then I did Vancouver one. And what was your last one really quick? I just want to hear it again. Um, Chicago. Chicago. Oh, yeah, Chicago. Okay. So that leaves us with you know, a good number of teams here. Um, I'll go with, you know, you, if you have one, you have one queued up. I don't want Yeah. Evgeny Malkin, 6,100 oh, scoring wow. a goal against the Buffalo Sabres. How could you Evgeny Malkin against the Buffalo Sabres? That is very likely to happen. Okay. I'll go with, you know what? I'll go with Brian Rust in the same game, same team. They probably both score. He's I, like, I said, I think we talked about it maybe more in the Mayo media, but Rust has kind of been back as of late. Um, I kind of like him to, to pot one here. Okay. Um, 6,700, by the way. For you, yeah, okay. Um, for me, I have 5,900 left. And, of course, you know, Besser's right there. And I would go him, but obviously you already, um, you know, stole that from me. So I will take um, – let's see. Where is – Oh, geez, Taylor Hall, 6,200. Let's go Craig Smith. I mean, obviously on that same line, um, Craig Smith, a great rate shooter. So give me some Craig Smith against this Rangers team on a back-to-back um, for a cheap goal at 4,500. Right, I'm going to go real cheap. Um, I'm going to save 900 and go Kyle Palmieri versus old team in New Jersey. Um, oh, the narrative. So Love it. The narrative. I'm just going to ride it. Honestly, I you know I could see him end up getting back with uh, Barzell. I mean, I'm not Barzell, Barzell. Bar- I, was he with him before? I'm, I'm trying to go back to the Islanders games. Why did I feel like he was with him before? Zajac, Ben. I mean, it's been Everly. It's been passing around, And right whoever now. else. Like, it doesn't really stay steady. So, 
Uh, yeah, hard to know. I, th- I think he's a decent value here. I mean, especially if you're doing a little power play stack, he has been a, a decent shooter on, on those units in the past, just kind of as of late been coming down a little bit, but let's get him back. You know, let's get him going again. This is the time. Okay. Um, I, I don't hate it. I certainly love the narrative and uh, the, the price certainly makes sense for a guy getting power play time and everything else. So uh, good call there, Deej. Uh, all Thank right. You. Let's get on out of here. Like you mentioned, uh, check out the Mayo Media Network. If you're into betting and stuff, we cover a lot more of the shot props and uh, goal scoring and other sort of stuff there, not just tied to DFS pricing. So uh, it's a more general overview of the slate, I would say. So, um, you know, spend some time over there with us. We'd appreciate it. And be sure to follow me on Twitter. I am at Fake Moods. DJ's at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. Um, and yeah, any anything else before we go? No, I mean, thanks for everyone that's, you know, joined this year. I know we've gotten a lot of new members. Thanks for everyone that's stuck around, uh, everyone in the Discord. I mean, I know there's a lot of new people jumping in. And if you want to find the news the fastest, I, there's no better spot. I really think that our Discord gets things like they're they're even tweeted yet. I don't even know how. Like I am like refresh, 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 refresh on New York Rangers tonight or the Capitals. And I see that Discord pops before it even, so I don't know how they do it. So <laughs> if you want to be there at seven, uh, or a little before seven Eastern, making sure your lineups are perfect, you know, the Discord is just such a great resource. And I really think that it's a good, like a, it's very good community of people that like all support each other. I mean, it's a good time. So get in there. If you don't want to get in there and you just want to follow us on Morning Skate Pod, I am really trying to tweet and stay active there and get everything out there as much as possible. Um, other than that, you know, it's almost summertime. Get some money. Concerts are coming back. I was just talking about Genesis going on tour before we started. That could be fun. My my you know, my family really wants to go. So get some money in the bank accounts. Go have some fun um, as things are opening up again. Anything else you want to mention? No, uh, shout out to TJ Oshi. Uh, pretty yeah, cool right. story uh, coming back. You know, uh, America's dad, <laughs> we'll say, um, yeah. you know, after their cup and everything else. So uh, nice to see him pay tribute of some sort. Um, obviously, it completely screwed me in DFS because I have every other capital. But, you know, the narrative always wins. Um, shots don't matter and just, you know, whatever. Like TJ Oshie was always going to take eight shots on goal, that, you know, tonight. So um, it just, you know, cool story to see happen. Uh, you know, as we, as we finish recording, he sort of hit the hat trick. So let's, uh, let's leave it there. And as always, thank you for listening from Doug from DJ, from myself. Have a good sleep, everybody, and we will see ya.